accidentally touched you during He's never been this close to me before. This is great. Well, this is Sunday Recap, the weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For more sermon recordings, for more podcasts, to submit any questions or comments you have, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. I'm Joey Cologne, one of the assistant pastors here. I'm Chris Webster, the assistant pastor of Noises and News. I'm Dave McMurray, teaching pastor. Can I fix this? this yeah, is fix bad. it. Is it broken? It's just the wrong way. Oh. It was angled like this way. It's mm. okay. Well, welcome. If you are observing us for the first time, yes, I said observing us for the first time. Look at he's doing it again. Do I want it close to me? I'm trying to have proper microphone hygiene. This is done. Well, well, we're done here, so we'll (laughs) see you later. Um, This is the first time that we're doing a video, um, I guess, edition. Hey, Chris. (laughs) It's working, guys. He was checking. Checked it. But uh, that probably made some weird loop, and it's, it's like... A weird butterfly effect where, Mm. yeah, it echoes forever. But we are adding video components, so you might see this on YouTube or Facebook, but you can still find it in your podcast streams, however you stream your podcast. Um, Mm. Yeah, so it's weird. It It feels like added pressure to me. Yeah. Mm. Um, And we're not used to, we used to have this giant screen to keep the spit off the microphone and, and the puffs. And it's gone now, so I can see everybody better, which is kind of cool. I just enjoy that on the video, I look twice as big as y'all, and I can destroy you. Mm. So Yeah, I was trying to figure <laughs> out the destroyer. Where, where do I place the camera? Because usually I sit further in the room mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. more away and whatnot. And I was trying to get the camera. My office is yeah. it's not huge. So you do right. it's like, how do you they do, do this? It's all about angles. They probably yeah. have like... Yeah a sideways table for most podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did learn as I was looking this up that this is called a talking head podcast when mm. you record it like this. Okay. Because the camera doesn't really change. Mm. It's zoomed to the same thing and you just see the heads talking, I guess. I don't know. We might be talking Perfect. bodies podcast, but Yeah. Uh, this is what, cool. What is happening? It's this, it's like see it's drifting. Chris, Chris help us. Drifting. Gravity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Dave is breaking everything. Okay, well, maybe break things a lot. maybe we'll get started while Chris... <laughs> what See, I wanted it here. It feels loose over there, too. I don't know. Everything's broken. Oh, yeah, well, like, dear listener and watcher, they... Welcome to live They video. pick on me so much. <laughs> it, that yeah, better? that yeah. feels better. Well, normally, my face is touching the... Yeah, that's yep. that's actually a lot of the goal of that other filter is to keep your face in the same place. Okay. And so now I feel like you might be hearing Dave doing stuff like this. I have a hard time staying close to the microphone. But just stay in the same place and we'll be all right. Okay. We'll figure it out. You're along for the ride with us. Well, like I said, this is Sunday Recap. And our goal, if you're new here, if it's your first time, our goal is to talk about the sermon, to kind of maybe dig a little bit more into different things that were said that you might not have had enough time to say, although you used all the time you wanted this week. I used a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe dig into application some. So that's kind of our goal. We don't always uh, accomplish our goal, but mm-hmm. we do We do our best. And so this week we're in our Church is Not What You Think series. The series is from the book of Titus. I guess we're on our fourth week of this series. I is think that so. accurate? Fourth, I don't really know. Fifth, One, something like that. One, two, three, four. I think this is yeah. four. Yeah. But we're on our fourth week of this, and this week um, you talked about rebuild 
Rebuilding Healthy Communities. Your title was Rebuild Healthy Communities. Mm-hmm. And I guess the idea being that, um, you know, after all these bad ways to live or all this false doctrine um, that we talked about like last week, mm-hmm. um, there are cu- a couple directions that one could go. Um, but this week he's saying that there's only one true way to go, mm. and that is in a healthy direction that rebuilds community. Mm-hmm. You said rebuilds our lives, um, and that way is to trust in Jesus. Um, my writing is great. And to live in accordance with what he tells us. Mm. Anything mm. about why you chose to call it um, that instead of anything else? Or I know you struggled mm. a little bit with your title this week. I did, yeah. And we talked that th- we did the run through before and I struggled with a little bit. Um, I don't like being overly general. And so community seemed like the most logical choice, but it just seems like such an overused word that I was trying to avoid it. And I kept, I ended up coming back to it. But th- I think that's basically what it's about. Like, how do we do life together? And he's talking in the letter about the church. And in this section, he's talking a lot about family and those two feed each other. Yeah. Healthy families feed healthy churches. I was actually curious about the word rebuild. Mm. So mm-hmm. rather than just build, was mm. it like a, it's breaking down, make it better again? Or Yeah. What? Now I actually quoted the Switchfoot song in my notes, but didn't, didn't read it. <gasps> oh, I was going to say, I didn't hear it. I would have noticed. Everything oh. is broken. Everything mm. is breaking down, breaking down. Um, breaking down. I sing that down. every week to myself. Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> it's Chris's alarm in the morning when Chris, he wakes up. Chris just kind of nods back and forth and says it to himself yeah. over and over again. Yeah, um, sing it, John, sing it. So, man, where did all that come from? I mean, I think just the disarray of Crete and then the disarray in the church of false teachers, too. There was kind of layers of, of brokenness that, that Paul is addressing through Titus. Um, and I was trying to connect with our audience that we have this expectation of Eden, but we don't live in Eden. Mm. So, you know, we live in, that was why I referenced like monster movies and, and zombie stuff at the beginning was trying to get that connotation in our head because our culture has a fascination with that right now, kind of post-apocalyptic or disaster. You know, what would you do if society fell apart? And I think that's because society is falling apart. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. So society is falling apart, which is why... I think that's coming out in our art and literature. So I think that's so interesting. This is a little to the side, but mm-hmm. I, I just was struck actually at the gym today about um, how, sorry, Look humble, at this humble guy. brag at thing. I, right? know, I, like, <laughs> I never go there, so that's the only time you'll ever hear me say that. But, uh, <laughs> I know you're talking about Jim Wilson. <laughs> Jim, yeah, at the gym. So. Uh, but I was just struck by, as Christians, we know where we've come from and we know where we're going. Yeah. And like, what a huge gift that is. It was some Mm. song that came on that was like, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. That's what my therapist says. And Mm. it was just this like, whoa, if that's the only Mm. hope you have. But anyway, so as we're in the thick of this rebuilding healthy community, I I do Mm. think that's such an encouragement to to remember. It hasn't always been chaos, Mm -hmm. and it's not always going to be chaos. We're in the middle of following a captain who knows where he's going, you know, Mm. that. So, anyway, again, to the side, but I was just very thankful for that today. And and rebuild makes sense Uh in context, right? So, Mm. they're destroying families. They're destroying family churches, right? Stuff's getting torn down, and he's having to build it back up. Cool. That's good. What, What were some of your other options for title? Man, you do you don't remember choose. what I had Thursday? I think I just said rebuild. Uh, I can oh. tell you what you had on healthy Thursday. Healthy rebuild. Oh. Thursday you had healthy rebuild. 
Hope they rebuild. But uh, I think uh, before that, even you were like, actions speak louder than words. Oh, yeah, I was talking to you about other options. Yeah, I was thinking actions speak louder than words and toying with that. There was another phrase, your actions speak so loudly I can't hear what you're saying. That was like a phrase we learned in sports or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But in the end, I just didn't think it. But in the end, I went with what I think the main idea was. It's good because we know from a sermon that you were never meant to be a sports player. Exactly. For the long term. <laughs> it wasn't just, your role. Just look at me, people. Maybe. Just for the record, I am not sport. a tiny ant. It's just the foreshortening. But you're not as big as me on the video right now. <laughs> you do kind of look so like a tiny ant. I'm an inch Sorry. taller than Chris. Come maybe, on. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to get one of those. Look at Chris uh, over there. What are those cameras that they sell that they like do the auto zoom in and stuff and yeah, based Mevo. on your voice? Mevo, yeah. there you go. We're just going to make all the audio. brought to you by Mevo. Yes. We're going to make all the audio listeners really want to go watch the video. Yeah. It's, Good. it's so exciting, guys. But I did say it's in the sermon, I am, I am too frail to be an NFL player mm. and I was too non-musical to be a rock star. So. Maybe you could have been a swimmer. Swimmer, yeah. What size shoes do you wear? I got long feet. Uh, 11 and a half, 12. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Not quite. <laughs> Right. I had like 14s. Done. You'd be a good. swimmer. Mm-hmm. Well, let's um, try and do something. Uh, <laughs> so your three main points today were not an alliteration. They were uh, found this new community on healthy teaching. Mm-hmm. That comes from verse one. Mm-hmm. They were practice healthy roles from verse two, three, four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. And then from verse seven and eight, model for healthy scrutiny did i say we're in titus chapter two titus we're in titus chapter chapter we're in titus chapter two verse one through verse eight so found this new community on healthy teaching practice healthy roles and model for healthy scrutiny i like that you added in the word so i was going to ask you oh i added words I'm sorry. well yeah because it because it just said found on healthy teaching and model for healthy scrutiny and this is one of the first times i was like those words can be like verbs or nouns and i don't like so what's the full can you tell me? i'm not being a punk like so found Chris it being a on punk. found it on healthy teaching or it is found on healthy teaching right and then active, model active so f- so found it on yes, found healthy community on uh, commands yeah. perfect and then the last one model meaning we should model it should model our model. lives for healthy scrutiny we should model be building a model community for healthy screening. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. That was, I didn't know if anyone else had linguistic. I was just like, I know what mm, he's saying. I didn't know model. I didn't know the last one was rough. I didn't think the first one was, but yeah, I knew the last one was going to be rough, but I was trying to like squeeze it down. Cool. So, no worries. So Sorry. I cheat Actually, whenever I it's Joey. okay. I'm not used to Joey being so close we, to me. We had a discussion about this before I moved to the couch <laughs> and he said, what if I just touch you all the time and put my head on your shoulder? <laughs> I said, I think I would not prefer that. <laughs> So that's, practice that's healthy roles. That's living out Dave, right now. Practice but healthy roles. Healthy roles. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't know what that means. Okay, sorry, we'll figure it out. I don't even remember what I was saying. Something about something. Doesn't matter. The words. The the words being oh, yeah. slightly. Oh, I cheated. So practice in the past, model. you know, prepping for this, I would either listen to our audio stream of it mm-hmm. a bunch of times or watch it on YouTube at one and a half times speed because Dave. Mm-hmm. Actually, talks kind of slow when he's doing a sermon. I didn't realize. Maybe that's why it takes so long. You could speed Dave's sermons up and still understand everything. But mm. I cheated the last couple mm. of weeks. I figured out that I could download the subtitles that are auto-generated from YouTube. And it kind of basically gives you transcript. written transcript. It's, it's not 100%, but hmm. that's where I think I actually got my titles from. So at one point, 
in towards the beginning, he probably said, found this new community mm-hmm. on healthy teaching. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I'm sure. That's so cool. I cheated. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, you spent 25 minutes talking about your first point, 25 about your second point, and three and a half on your uh, third point. I feel it's like not- that's a slight exaggeration. Well, it is an exaggeration. By maybe a minute. <laughs> well, it's an exaggeration of each point's length, but yes. it's not an exaggeration of your timeline. Uh, yeah, I spent less time on the last point, I feel like. But that's okay. Yeah. It was I so just, good. Uh, it was so good. I was just kind of saying that so we mm-hmm. uh, maybe don't have to focus as much on different points. Forget that I don't third know. point, man. <laughs> or maybe we focus more on the thir- third point now and here. Mm. Oh. Um, but, I mean, it makes sense. You gave yourself a huge chunk for the for the second point. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense you would have went there. And it's yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to start. I guess uh found this new community on healthy teaching. Um, you talked about not just, excuse me, not just looking for facts and data points when we're reading scripture, when we're studying scripture, um, but to look more to fall in love with Jesus. Mm. Um, I guess yeah. another way to say it, um, it's kind of like I don't have to get my life together mm. and then Jesus will love me. That's kind of, Mm-hmm. An example you gave in that section. Anything mm-hmm. you want to briefly touch on from that? Like, is is it bad to study? You know, you said mm-hmm. doctrine, and I am mm-hmm. sound like an old person, and mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. thinks that it's not a good word, and studying theology and doctrine, is that worth it? Should people do it? Yeah, Should they not yeah. do it? Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to make the distinction that there's a good way and a bad way. So, I mean, you can you can be all about the Bible and be totally messed up, and that's the circumcision party and the Pharisees and... Um, a lot of legalistic Christians or nominal Christians, however you would describe that. So I, yeah, I was just trying to make that distinction. It's possible to know the Bible and not know Jesus. And so if you're going to read your Bible, read your Bible for Jesus to get to know his goodness and his grace. And um, hmm. yeah, what it, it made me think of, I heard um, of a church down in Austin that, um, when they're hiring pastors, part of the interview process, they would they would actually ask the question, uh, when was the last time the beauty of the gospel made you weep? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, what a... Um, mm-hmm. Actually, as I was thinking about it, it's, it's doubly beautiful because it's a kind of like, it's a heart check of like, am I still moved by the gospel? Obvi- that's the obvious one. But mm-hmm. but also it's a, are you being honest about it, right? Are they in mm-hmm. that, you know, in that interview, are you going to say, oh, ever, last Tuesday? Or are you going to actually mm-hmm. say, man, I haven't, and I, that's mm-hmm. wrong. And like, I mm-hmm. want that to be different, or, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that just made me think of that. Like, are we continued to be moved and like mm-hmm. sort of pressing in and hoping for that and praying for that and mm-hmm. expecting it? I think mm-hmm. weeping, that's an interesting choice, yeah. too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's like physical reaction versus like when were you moved by the gospel mm. or when were you stirred mm. that's interesting huh. mm. <laughs> yeah and i'm sure yeah. it's kind of shock jockey it's a little bit forward it's a little mm-hmm. like for guys that don't cry but it's a great still a great like yeah. man yeah. yeah yeah the i think i've heard this from three different preaching professors but that when we're teaching we're teaching so that people have a sense of amazement at, at Jesus. You know that, that mm. that's that's what preaching is. Preaching is is like lifting up Jesus. So Piper talks about he calls he has a book, his recent preaching book is called Expository Exaltation. So it's like mm. exalting the Lord and His glory and um, 
Keller's book on preaching has some similar stuff in there. And, and my professor in seminary was Brian Chapel, and similar thing. His Chapel's thing was in the evangelical world and in the expository preaching world. We're real big on the information and the data and going line by line and verse by verse. But, but sometimes we can think the goal is that people wrote down all the stuff or got all the information instead of the moment of, of like amazing, you know, that there's mm-hmm. like this breakthrough moment of the Holy Spirit awakening our hearts to how good God is through the text and that that's, that's kind of more important than, than the data. But yeah, we're not, but we're not anti-data, you know, I mean, and I guess that's a confusing thing is how to say that without sounding like you're trashing well, doctrine think- or data. Yeah, and I think we've said it in the past, and mm-hmm. and we tend to be su- such a such a Bible centered, you know, it's our middle name mm-hmm. <laughs> thing. So I think this was a good, it's a good checking both things. But mm-hmm. I think in that statement, if you really unpack it, you can say, um, well, first you need to be preaching the actual Jesus, which we mm-hmm. know from the Bible. So mm-hmm. you can go, but you can go to that side and say, well, I know about Jesus and I don't love him. Or I'm not amazed by him. Mm-hmm. But then also you can go too far on the amazement side and you're not preaching the actual historical Jesus you find in the Bible. You're just wanting to amaze people with your mm-hmm. imagined version of him. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think we, we yeah. hold on to both. Yeah. Hmm. If you're not preaching the Bible, you're not actually preaching Jesus. But yeah. you need to continue to be amazed and aim to be amazed. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think we're, yeah, we're saying preaching, preaching, preaching over and over. And I want to clarify a little bit that... You know, we're to also talking about preaching to yourself, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, to go back to my question a little bit, I'm not sure that mm-hmm. we answered it. We maybe danced around it some. <laughs> my question is, should, you know, a normal person who comes on Sunday, sits in the pews, should they also be studying doctrine, or should they also be studying, you know, theology might be another nice way, it, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe taking Bible classes online, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. is that stuff beneficial, or should they just oh, yeah, read yeah, their yeah. Bible and Definitely. seek Jesus? What are you... Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're just always checking your heart along the way and saying, am I growing in my love for Jesus? I, th- I think that's really the issue. It's not It's not do I study or not study. Yes, I'd say study. Study the Bible. And, you know, when you read your Bible for an hour and you're not moved by the gospel and moved by Jesus you repent, but you don't stop studying your Bible. You know, mm-hmm. I just say, it's kind of like worship. It's a discipline of, you come to church and you sing, and some days you're amazed and so, f- you know, just feel it deeply, and other days you're just like, I'm doing this because I think it's a good idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, repentantly keep moving forward and keep seeking Jesus. I was trying to make the distinction that, I mean, I thought, and again, I was like, it might be like an 80s thing, but doctrine used to have this weird it used to be this thing i would hear like we're not into doctrine we're into a relationship with jesus or you know this mm-hmm. kind of contrast that doctrine was bad i was trying to say doctrine's good it's just gotta we gotta make sure it's healthy doctrine mm. so. uh, and and doctrine mm-hmm. tied in with devotion right that's yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. a doctrine that's a and podcast devotion. actually you mm, can look it up if you want a great pairing <laughs> doctrine and devotion uh, i mean that mm. that kind of flows into another thing you talked about mm. which was jesus is the cornerstone or jesus is the foundation mm. of the scripture and mm-hmm. of um what our devotion should be and you mm-hmm. said you know, organizationally, so as a church, as pastors, as Sunday school teachers, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we're striving for. Mm-hmm. But you briefly touched on it, I guess, but mm-hmm. um, what does that look like to have Jesus as the cornerstone uh, foundationally, individually, I guess? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you talked about some, like, you know, you should start your day out this way. Mm-hmm. Um, you just said, 
right now, if you're reading your Bible for an hour and you're not feeling moved, something's wrong, mm-hmm. what are some ways, I guess, that that one can make Jesus and Scripture foundational in their lives individually mm. that maybe aren't what one always hears, like, well, you must, you know, who who was it that said, like, I can't not wake up and read my Bible two hours early? Like, mm-hmm. I have to wake up at 4 a.m. in order to get like, it done or something? Too busy to not pray. Or yeah, there yeah. you go, that mm-hmm. one. I think um, the example I shared was... I have a habit, I think, and I, I know a lot of people love, you wake up and first thing is like, what do I need to get done? And so I was I was just suggesting we review, I'm loved based on what Jesus has done. Now Jesus helped me do what you're calling me to today, you know, out of the overflow of that love. So kind of a devotional, um, Christ-centered re-envisioning of our to-do list and our daily tasks. Um, so that was, I guess I was recommending a devotional reframing of Bible reading, might be a way to say it. So keep reading your Bible, you know. Uh, it makes me think your of... your posture? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just struck by the way I think about it. And gosh, not perfect at it all. But mm-hmm. I do think I watch people go through this pattern of mm-hmm. trying to, or not admitting that you're human, not admi- mm-hmm. admitting that you are a bundle of soul and flesh and like... Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just such a holistic pursuit mm-hmm. of having right feelings. I mean, you're you're trying mm-hmm. to basically become your own worship pastor of leading your own self mm-hmm. to to worship um, and to mm-hmm. feel and to to and so so what I mean is you can't detach like man at this time of day when I'm always trying to do my quiet time I'm exhausted mm-hmm. like so it's hard to feel things guys when you're exhausted it's mm-hmm. also hard to th- feel things like. If you read nothing else but the Bible, if you hate reading and then you're reading the Bible, that's going to be more difficult for you. So we've talked about maybe an audio Bible. Uh, mm. I, I literally, we talked about that too. Uh, sometimes I will play, uh, put in earbuds and play instrumental tracks. And that, for me, engages my emotions. And it's like, I become, it's it's really silly. But I'm a human and it feels <laughs> like I'm on this epic journey now of really discovering. Like. <laughs> But I'm like, right, I'm I'm not just reading my Bible at a t- kitchen table. Yeah. I'm like journeying up a mountain. Like it's that mm-hmm. kind of feeling of like uh, openness or like are you caring about your senses? Are you are you this sounds really hippie, but like mm-hmm. light a candle, like, open a window. Like mm-hmm. like you just really are, yeah. <laughs> but but you really are still a human whether mm-hmm. you're going to admit mm-hmm. it or not and your yeah. emotions are a result of so many things and so mm-hmm. and maybe you need to go to bed earlier maybe you have a quiet time at a different time but being aware of that maybe it's a season of life i was talking to a young mom and it's like doesn't say when am like, i not tired oh man <laughs> right right and i remember feeling mm. this kind of weird deep sense of guilt when I, especially in the valley of the diapers when all my mm-hmm. babies were in diapers and it was just like i can't feel anything i must like be straying from god and it's mm. like I was just, I think I came back around to like, oh no, I'm just exhausted and I'm going to keep doing this, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a different feeling than mm-hmm. in college or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, talking about emotions and doing things, it's to guide your, well, I guess guiding your emotions first and mm-hmm. also guiding, I don't know, I don't know, but it's just to like, scripture. It's not yeah. like all emotion. Again, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like you're sitting down with the word, but what's surrounding that? When did you go to bed? When did you get up? Yeah. When's the last time you ate good? When's the last time you worked out? It's, it's like, like really your physical too. It's like 
doing duty, but like joy seeking, repentantly hungering, wanting more, you know, mm-hmm. you still do what you think is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the extreme is, oh, uh, you just wait until you feel it. Yeah. And then, you, you know, uh-huh. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, right. Do what you know is right and then seek uh, the right motivations, pray for joy, seek Jesus, seek glory and worship in the midst of that. So. Mm. Well, there's one more point I want to talk about in your mm-hmm. first point, and mm-hmm. you talked about not, uh, you said not, I think you said not forsaking the gathering, you know, not, mm-hmm. not which I think is, is a play on a couple ideas in Scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear, don't forsake the public reading of Scripture and from mm-hmm. Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. I think you're kind of playing on that mm-hmm. and saying, you know, that's kind of an idea of a gathered worship service. Mm-hmm. Um, you sent a couple of us an article last week about mm. some reasons why people leave church mm-hmm. um, or don't come to churches often, not leave church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, I guess my question, let me read it a little more, mm-hmm. uh, is that going to church is falling out of fashion. Mm-hmm. Do we have some reasons for it and do we have some arguments against it? That's my question. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, uh, well, I mean, I sent out, Ten Reasons Why by Gary Newhoff. I don't know that those are all right, but but some that I'm thinking are the falling, like discipline is falling out of fashion, you know? So he said this in a few different ways, but I think one of them was being our own personal spiritual director is becoming more normal. So kind of the like self-help, go to the internet for answers kind of lifestyle of people. And then he talked about guilt, a guiltless culture. We don't believe in guilt anymore. And mm. I don't think guilt mm. motivation is a good idea to live your life by, but you know it has its advantages in structuring society. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I have confused, mixed feelings about that. Um, a lot of people would say, "Man, it's kind of good that we don't have people in church that feel like they have to be. Like you're only in church if you really think you should be there." You know, I mm. think really for us as pastors, it's like, what do we do with the people that? we think want to be there and say they want to be there, but they're still not there. That I think that's a really confusing thing for me. Hmm. Um, it's how to encourage them that it really is valuable. Hmm. So anyway, that was a jumble. Of- There's also just a kind of a broad spiritualism mm-hmm. thing too, of just like, I, I'm a spiritual person. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. again, until you read the Bible and you're like, no, there's concrete mm-hmm. specifics of, of the rhythms of life. I, I just, uh, that's just another, I think we feel like I can be okay by mm. myself with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bible says not so much, you not know? So much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So what was your question again? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I thought too, um, man, another random thought. So I thought from my uh-huh. random one day in the gym was just like being very careful of like in that therapist line, like, the fascination of the society that um that has therapists and mm-hmm. and even as a therapist like is is your goal just to make me feel like it's okay when it's really not mm. and, and and is that even my goal like i just mm-hmm. want to feel happy whether i'm like wrecking my life or not or whether the mm. end and you know again not fire and brimstone but man if you're headed to hell you should not feel okay, you know. Like, so you're implying some people might avoid church so they don't feel guilty or but, correct. Well, or... well, both both sides of it. Okay. Like, like so, so yeah, I'll, I'll avoid church because it actually reveals this these this 
disease that I've been hiding from. Mm. But also, I can find through therapy or reading memes or what you know what mm-hmm. I can I can drown my this ache with other things and I can mm. I can do yoga and feel peaceful mm. when maybe I shouldn't feel peaceful with the way I'm living my life and who I'm dressing. Does that make sense? Like yeah. there's a lot more secular uh spiritualism almost a secular uh anesthetics that are keeping us from feeling this broken spirituality and so mm-hmm. Uh, I think that becomes a replacement for church that we have to be careful of, even as Christians. Is like, yeah. man, I don't feel worse when I don't go to church, but it's yeah. not about do I feel okay. It's actually feeling am I okay? The, yeah, yeah, feeling shouldn't like, be the driver. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. well, I think that kind of leads into the second point of roles mm. and mm-hmm. and things. So, practice healthy roles. All right, mm. verse two through six. Uh, your point was basically that we've been given some. Uh, maybe limitations, right? Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You gave some examples where we live, um, the culture we're placed in. Um, later on, you went further and further, but I guess your main point was uh, running the lane that God's put you in. Um, is that accurate? Yeah. I like that. Mm, <laughs> I, I guess. I don't really know. You spent a lot of time on the section kind of basically saying, you know, cultural says other things, but this is what's true and and you might be thinking and feeling other things but this is what's true mm-hmm, and kind of mm-hmm. steering the idea back to what's true is that you have a lane to run in so running it well mm-hmm. and i i, I kind of had some of pushback i guess against some of mm-hmm. some of the ideas you said you know god's place you where you live so running that lane it's like well yes but you know I, you can move <laughs> right oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so yeah. so how does how do those type of choices and decisions? I mean, the choice example you gave, I think, was your choice of socks. Right. Which I gave the extreme option, right? Like, I mean, our gender is decided, our socks are not. Those are the extremes. <laughs> um, covering your socks. Did you pick those or did someone else pick them for you, Joey? I like your socks. I picked these socks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, oh no, so distracted. I love ankle socks too, but. Um, <laughs> But there's a million in-betweens, and it varies by person. And I also said, in America, we actually have more choices than a lot of people. You know, like in other places, we would have less mobility and less choice and less, like, career, you know, option choices. Uh, sure. Fewer mm. or less? Darn it, fewer, I can't remember fewer, that. Fewer. fewer rhymes with sewer <laughs> and less rhymes with dress. But I don't know how that helps anything. I, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. That was like a hard wall. That, that was sorry, that was an inside joke with my wife. So she gets it. That was I, for you, babe. I was, was I was you, very babe. I was very thankful because um I it's fascinating. I was just talking to my wife about this. Like I do feel like even with age you grow you grow in just like being okay with uh, your limitations and how God has made you. And that's mm. still a, a hard thing to, to mm-hmm. wrestle through. Like mm-hmm. uh, we tend to talk about a lot about extrovert introvert and like, yeah. is it okay to be an introvert? And, and how do you steward that? Well, and, mm. and stewardship is the right. word I, I think I would, I would put out there for every, you know, scenarios like mm-hmm. how am I using what, where do I have, where I am, who I am? Well, mm. um, but yeah, so I, I watched that 
we've talked about that. I mean, there, there just comes this, these moments of like, I'm not tall. I can't do things. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and I think as a young person, you're just rage against that more maybe. And yeah. it's just like, man, these, these things drive me crazy and I need to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. And as Americans, we think, uh, we t- do tend to think that and talk like th- there's no boundaries. There's no limits. You can become a unicorn when you grow yeah. up. Like I mean, that's the American ideals. Yeah. Yeah. You can be an astronaut. You can yeah. be a football because, player. Yeah. Because there's no authority above us in the American mind. It, it, I am the ultimate authority uh, versus the Christian, like, God made me, and it's, I am a created being. Yeah. It's pretty bizarre. I mean, I think yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm baffled by it. I feel like as a pastor, a lot of things, I, I have this, like, cultural insight, and I kind of feel like I have an ability to understand it, but it's just, it's just weird. Like, it's... Yeah, that just blows my mind. And it's it's fascinating too because it's really crushing in the end. Yeah, if it, just, it destroys people. <laughs> yeah, you're just anxious all the time because yeah, like like Joey, like mm. am I in the right city? Just mm-hmm. that thing. Like am I in the right city? Am mm-hmm. I in the right job? Mm-hmm. Like because I could move to Beijing. Like mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just this there if there's no don't move to Beijing. Guidance. Yeah, yeah. You get the coronavirus. Mm. But that that is like there is such peace in being a created being that, mm-hmm. and God is active and involved, and yeah. He is overseeing this, and I can pray and actually mm-hmm. and talk to other believers and get wise guidance and wise counsel. Like, when, and this is a. Uh, specifically a military community, this is a big problem mm. because, mm-hmm. well, not because, I guess, necessarily, but for an example, when I was getting out of the military, um, you know, I was a captain, so I had a lot of friends who who were, you know, at that same point in time of, like, I could be getting out or I could choose to stay in. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a different world mm-hmm. um, than, like, my contract's expired, I have to decide yes or no, I'm staying in. It's mm-hmm. kind of like... You just stay until you decide not to at that point. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people that I was talking to were like, man, it's just so inspiring to see you like be not afraid to like get out and like yeah. figure mm-hmm. out what's going on with your life. Mm-hmm. I was like, it felt crazy to me at the time. But looking back, it's like, oh, they don't they don't know. Like right now I'm on a schedule where every three years somebody tells me where I'm going to live and mm-hmm. tells me what my job's going to be and like it's it's all pretty stable versus mm-hmm. you know when i'm choosing to be done and choosing to get out i have to choose okay which place am i going to live cuz i might you know have friends in seven different cities in the states and mm-hmm. what type of job am i going to do cuz mm-hmm. my job is does not correlate with anything on the outside world and so like so i feel like in some ways military people enjoy having those choices set for them sure i mean they have their roles and they're running in their lanes Mm -hmm. and then some of them might very much dislike the role they're in Mm. and the lane they're in but they can run in it yeah versus i I want to be done with this role and lane because i'm running in it but i don't like it and Mm -hmm. then they don't know you know what role is next it's it's scary you know change in roles too is scary i guess Mm. And so these things we're talking about are kind of these lower level choice roles. And I think the passage is mostly talking about like old, young, man, woman, husband, wife. Right. And so those are kind of more. Age, gender, those are a little more (coughs) locked in. (laughs) Yeah. A man. Mm -hmm. I I hadn't really thought about just the. So we talk about the raging against our, our 
mm-hmm. you know, situations. But yeah, man, old, older you get, right? You can either age gracefully or just be frustrated like this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, talk, so I, I loved, I felt like we walked away again. We have, I have these moments where I'm just like, so thankful that, that you, Dave, uh, have to do address it these <laughs> well, yeah, that too but yeah it's like oh man like you're you're poking some bears you were you were mm. touching on some idols and and thank god like the mm. the the scripture led us there and it's in the context of the healthy church and mm. um we have to look at it and uh mm. i thought it was i thought it was done winsomely um i don't know how much more we want to talk into those specific things but um, yeah, I did I want to say yeah. before you start talking that yeah. you prefaced it with that these aren't the only roles, right? Sure. So the roles yeah. presented in these um, six verses, four verses, mm-hmm. um, representative, so to speak. He didn't. He wasn't trying to talk about every single role or life stage mm-hmm. situation, right? Yeah, so, so you said some people, you know, you will be single, and that's clear from the text mm-hmm. that this, or from scripture, that this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the text is addressing four-ish specific roles but there's even specific roles inside of those specific roles zeroing in on the husband wife relationship and the children and the family with the young the advice to younger women so So what was your question now sorry (laughs) oh i don't know if you just wanted to touch on any of those specific things anymore Mm. or um again i think you did a great job in the sermon so people go listen to that but yeah gosh yeah, go read it, obey it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard. Yeah. I think uh, your wife, Joey, had mentioned that it was helpful as a young mom to remember, oh, yeah, this is this is a calling, you know? And it can be, there's like a cultural vibe where young moms are, gonna, are supposed to feel like it's an impossible, horrible burden raising young children. Mm. Mm. And... She was just talking about how, like, oh, yeah, it is hard work, but it's good. And, like, it's a good thing, and this is what I'm called to. So I think that was just helpful to to hear. I think that's a passion that my wife and I have is our culture either idolizes children or, like, demonizes them, you know? It's like mm-hmm. either they become the center of our world in some kind of bizarre way or they're like the worst thing that can happen to you is to have children and you know and they're such a burden so terrible and um so i don't think there's this healthy middle ground of it's a it's a genuine calling and privilege to raise children and take care of them and help them grow it's a good thing Hmm. i think a summary of this section and you might have said this you might not have Mm -hmm. i might have said it through you or you might have said it and i took that and Mm. translated in this way i don't know but however god made you whatever role god gave you use it for his glory right Mm, yeah that's kind of your summary of the section Mm -hmm. and you you did get into like there are roles that god didn't make for you right Mm -hmm. um so that's where it got touchy but Mm -hmm. but to bring it back into the the light of you know, something that applies to everyone is mm-hmm. however God made you, whatever role he gave you, mm-hmm. live in that and, and be that to God's glory. Yeah. I think that summarizes that section. Anything mm-hmm. specific? Yeah, I, mean, I think the most the most unpopular things that we believe at our church that I brought up but didn't spend a ton of time on are that we believe men are called on to lead in the church and the home. And I just made the point that, like, if if we were to actually lead like Jesus, I think most feminists 
would be pretty excited about that in real life, that kind of leadership that is servant leadership and sacrificial leadership. I think the problem is, is abdication and domination makes people not trust male leadership. So. Yeah, I hope we can keep having that conversation in the church too. Mm-hmm. I think it's getting I, weirder and weirder. I, yeah, I notice it. Yeah, I notice it as soon as male leadership comes up. That's like, whoa, don't ever say that, and it <laughs> shuts down. And especially mm-hmm. as a man, you know, mm-hmm. ever trying, and it's like, I've always appreciated that. I think so much of of our church sees that scripture is an authority over all of us, and so it's not. When I'm having that conversation, it's not even something like I I love having this conversation right now. It's <laughs> we all are called to to try mm. to follow the, the scripture. It's over all of us. Let's let's work figure it out together. So I just yeah. I just I just hope, um, gals, maybe that mm-hmm. that this really pushes a button. Like let's talk about it and and hopefully in a healthy prayerful like let's mm-hmm. not just close the door i think there's is a danger of the church being so scared of it as a topic that mm-hmm. that it festers and becomes something really not healthy you know mm-hmm. we can talk about the history of the feminist movement and what it be what started with and where it's what it's become you know mm-hmm. that and that's that's a great place to start um mm-hmm. but again like just give us the grace all of us to to hear it and hopefully we can do the same thing of like listen to the reply, listen to why it hurts, listen to why, mm-hmm. it, um, yeah, why it, we bristle and why, it, um, so again, I think you did a great job. Um, I, I was also struck by, um, the, uh, that all the, a lot of these roles are almost, maybe all of them are, are in relation to other people. So it's like, again, fighting mm-hmm. against that American individual, it's like mm-hmm. older women, not just old women, but women who are older than the someone. Relative social relationship. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Younger women, younger mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. And so there's this sense of like, you're just a young man out there on your own, but in the context of a church, you're younger than someone and yeah. you have you have this calling to, yeah. um, to live in relation to someone in a certain way that's actually more than just you being faithful to your own little slice of... of dream or whatever it yeah. is that, you well, know i mean so. in colleen i'm old and in <laughs> temple i'm young so i mean mm. for <laughs> dear listener and dear watcher we wow. we're on one side of the county where we minister and i grew up ministering on the other side of the county in a different church so i just had this weird picture of you like going to temple and strutting through the mall like yeah <laughs> no one goes to malls i know but <laughs> young dave in temple i'm gonna say hi to you in here oh gosh yeah no that's interesting yeah hmm. I don't know. I may well, be getting. Church, I may be getting old even in Temple, but I mean, so, it's it's a much younger. You know, there's different yeah. demographics. It's well, a much younger city here, in and that applies directly to. I don't know if it was in this section, but you talked about we're in a transient culture that's mm-hmm. going. Lots of people here are going to move and be at a new church. Mm-hmm. So listen, think about that when you're at a new church. Mm-hmm. Are you the new old guy? Are you one of the younger mm-hmm. people? Like, yeah. So even the that old is new like guy or the new old. <laughs> but that is like, man, maybe a, maybe a you know. 30 year old is the oldest guy at these these a college church and you need to be mm-hmm. the mentor and mm-hmm. you need to be the one passing whatever you've got along so well mm-hmm. all the old guy can pass to the young guy is self-control that's it, <laughs> that's, that's that's it. it. <laughs> only one thing man pass that down i'm ready <laughs> give me a jar wisdom. of that cool model for healthy scrutiny or you want to keep talking about healthy roles 
We can go on to point three. All right. Mm -hmm. Point three from Titus chapter two uh, is from verse seven and eight. It was a model, sorry, not a model, model for healthy scrutiny. Because mm. a model would mean that this yeah, is just... that'd be a noun, and we're talking <laughs> verbs, baby. So Thanks for that. Thank you. So Good model yourself, grammar. your life for healthy scrutiny. Mm -hmm. um, basically, you will have people watching you. Yeah. And kicking your tires. Mm -hmm. Expect people to kick you. For a long time, my dad was a bus driver, like for Greyhound. Mm-hmm. And ride with him sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. huh. And he always had to do, like, the pre-drive inspections, mm -hmm. you know? Huh. So, but that carried on for the rest of his life, you know? Like, uh, do you go around and kick your tires before huh. you drive and do mm -hmm. your check? Your, and I'm like, no, I, I don't. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do kick that. my tires <laughs> enough. And if huh. I did, my tires might pop. I have a pretty, uh, Ooh. pretty creaky, wreckety car. I don't know. I don't want to kick it. But it's a um, Toyota though, so it'll go for like another three hundred thousand miles. The, the engine will at least. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the tires may not. So, I'm gonna give something really vague impression of this and okay. let you answer it. But I just I feel like whenever this comes up in small groups and things uh, mm -hmm. of like be an example, work you know so people can see that God mm -hmm. is good. I just get this sense that we have this unhealthy relationship with this concept. I, Mm -hmm. Like, I guess it's just a matter of, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I, it's like, we either go overboard of like, really like, I am such a good man. I, I'm, mm -hmm. not, I'm not sure. I just, maybe you can just paint a picture of how this is lived out. I mean, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure you did, but does that make mm -hmm. sense? Like, mm -hmm. I just feel like, so, especially talking to guys yeah, yeah, in the workplace or, you know, working on post, like, mm-hmm. It just never feels like a full-fledged picture. It feels like this strange uh, mm -hmm. trap. It feels like a trap, like, yeah. and we just fall for a trap of some kind. So does that yeah. make sense? Like, Yeah, well, I was trying to emphasize the ways in which we might think that it means performance, but not yeah. actually health. And yeah. so I was trying to contrast that, like, you're not, your job or your performance is not too important to be healthy. And so when they're scrutinizing you and kicking your tires, it's not... Uh, go be the best performer at work. Although you should, you mm. should perform well. But it's also be like this coherent, unified whole of I'm healthy. I love my family. I love my neighbors. I love you, coworker, mm. and I'm putting up decent numbers at work. You know, in whatever way that means. Um, I guess that's why I was trying to emphasize the, the my, one of my favorite passages is First Peter three fifteen about having a a reason for the hope that's within us, and that's that's in the context of suffering. I mean, it's like. Mm -hmm. It's in your suffering and your tears that people are going to say, "Oh, hey, w yeah. w something's different about you." It's not. It's yeah. not like shiny success. It's not like go tap dance for the glory of the Lord. That's <laughs> bad because not like there's something wrong with tap dancing. His but daughter I'm tap not dances. Yeah. For the glory of the Lord. I'm not sorry, honey. Tap dance. So I, I mean, <laughs> so yeah, it's not like perform in some kind of. Oh, artificial way, maybe to pull on a word from last week. So. That really helps. Okay, mm -hmm. so I think that refines what what I was thinking is mm -hmm. this: um, we, as maybe as Americans, I don't know, maybe as men, mm -hmm. I don't know, uh, we translate that immediately to job mm -hmm. instead mm -hmm. of a holistic view of life. And yeah. so I think when this comes up, most guys I talk to say, "I'm gonna be the best worker in the world." Again, which is not a bad concept, but 
I think they lean into overwork and yeah. and like the only way that I can show the glory of God is by staying at work until eight o'clock and everyone's going to see that I stay till eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would just push back and just say, I think prayerfully it's often the opposite of what you think. I mean, there's always a do a good job while you're there, but maybe someone's going to get just as much of a message of the glory of God. If you say I'm setting down <laughs> the shovel and going mm-hmm. home to my family mm-hmm. and they say, Whoa, that's yeah. weird because all I ever see is guys overworking or, you know, overworking or underworking, but I never see them like holistically at peace with mm-hmm. with starting and stopping and having good rhythms. So, I don't know. If but that, while yeah. I have the shovel, I'm a shovel real hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Like, again, we fall off both sides of the wagon. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, I've got friends and, that are Christian business owners that are like, eh, it's kind of a red flag when someone knows I'm a Christian and they start talking about being a Christian. Yeah, I get nervous because yeah. that often means they want special favors and lax treatment and stuff, you know, which is what next week's passage is about. You know, servants work hard. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. But <laughs> something like that. You're not there yeah. yet. But something like that. But, but the answer is also not, I don't know, the bad version of being the company man and like my yeah. whole life is this job. So yeah, yeah. there's just, again, it's just, it's a prayerful balance of, yeah. Well, the yeah. balance is, and I, I think you said it like this, is trusting in Jesus as the Savior of the world, not in ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So we think, if I don't work enough, my company's going to fall apart, or yeah. mm-hmm. this yeah. just won't get done. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, we're not trusting Christ as a Savior. Yeah. And uh, I, get, I guess I want to summarize this section by, mm-hmm. by saying, along with you, I guess, that we're not saying you have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We're called to be perfect, like Christ is perfect, but yeah. we're not saying you have to be perfect. We're actually saying that you will make mistakes, um, but do you do you turn to Christ when you do, right? Do you turn, right. um, mm-hmm. do you still hope in Jesus, I guess, is, yeah. is what you said. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to get beat up, you're going to be sick, you're going to have problems, and, and, you know, there's a temptation out there to say, well, if you're really if you really have faith, you won't have problems. You know, the kind of the prosperity gospel thing of hmm. you'll just grow and prosperity and favor and, um, but command Paul, everything to go well. Yeah. You'll, yeah, you'll speak it into existence. Hmm. But I mean, second, all of second Corinthians, Paul is giving this defense of his like beat up jars of clay ministry. So that, you know, there's that famous passage. We have this treasure in jars of clay. And it's like the, the fact that the jar is, is temporary and fragile magnifies the glory of God working through us. So our, our cancer or our sickness Mm. or our limitations and whatever, whatever realm we have them should help people see Jesus. Um, So even that is used in, in the process of pointing to the hope that we have in him. Mm. There's so many, Act, action words too in this passage i was just mm, looking back mm-hmm. on the urge show mm. uh yeah model be an example so i i do mm-hmm. think i was i was i was gonna rediscovering this whole thing of of the modeling of because mm-hmm. it, it really is there's a there's a danger of doing everything for show right mm-hmm. But there's also a danger of doing nothing obvious <laughs> never do stepping out and being an example mm-hmm. and um, so I don't know. I was just I was I was 
Preston on that of that what the fruit language feels safer to say of like keep an eye on your fruit um hmm. but yeah that's that's really good the interesting hmm. be obvious in some in some sense right but also yeah. be like also repent yeah also be humble and man that's tough that needs a lot of jesus on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's complicated too. Uh, I was talking to my wife about how there's this weird thing sometimes people will say about our, our kids are grown now, and so it's like we'll get this your kids are freaks or your kids are special kind of stuff, mm. and that kind of stings because it feels like it's discounting that they worked really hard, and you know <laughs> that mm. they. Like, and that we worked really hard, but you also don't want to say, well, no, it's us. And you know, like you don't want to take credit either. So it's like this weird, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's just this kind of weird, uh, tension you find yourself in. Like you don't want to really defend yourself against that because then you're like trying to take credit for your parenting or try to take credit for them and their hard work. But it also seems kind of like a cop out to just say oh well your kids are freaks you know it's prodigy syndrome yeah yeah like like I've, yeah i've talked to people a lot about this is like you're either a musical prodigy or should never try music and that yeah, like yeah so you're either a super spiritual person by default yeah. or you should just give up now rather yeah. than no you don't understand how long it took to learn piano you don't mm-hmm. know <laughs> like it was not easy it was not yeah. intuitive it was not like I didn't, you know, yeah, I didn't sit down the first time and know how to pray. I didn't sit down the first time and know how to lead my family. I slogged through this thing, and that is really encouraging. I don't know where that comes from. America's mm-hmm, Got mm-hmm. Talent or something, but people really have this kind weird of view of, celebrity like, there's something thing. extra in what you yeah. that I will never have versus mm-hmm. if I sit down day after day after day after day after day, that will yeah. shape well, some yeah. of that might be the lack of community. You know, those are people that know, yeah. them, know them from afar, know us from afar. You know, we yeah. have people that know us from a stage or from a distance as leaders of the church. Yeah. Same thing will happen to our kids. And yeah, yeah. when you know real people, you know they're real people. Mm. So secular example, mm-hmm. uh, Kobe just passed away mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and his thing was like, since he was 13, he was saying, I want to be the dude that goes out on the court and somebody looks at him and doesn't think like, oh, he's just got all this natural and talent and ability and that's what he's relying on. Mm. He wanted it to be, I'm the dude that goes out and leaves everything on the court and works as hard as I can mm. when I'm out there. Like, I want that to be what they say mm-hmm. about me, not that I have natural abilities and gifts. Yeah. And I would say related spiritually is the idea that, you know, we're transforming from one degree of glory to the next, you know. Mm. We're, we're working at it. We're working out our salvation with, mm-hmm. with um, fear and trembling. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's not like it's just going to come naturally. It's not like it's just going to magically work. Back mm-hmm. to the first point, it's not like you got to get everything together before you're following Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like mm-hmm. you model for healthy scrutiny by, by working at it and by by progressing, right? It's mm. not by being perfect right away on day one. Mm. We're called towards perfection. We're working towards that, but but it's 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 not what we are. And at one point, we may mm. be further along than somebody else, and they might think, "Man, mm-hmm. I can never get there," or they might think you're in a great mm-hmm. place, and you're like, "Oh, dude, I'm not mm-hmm. even close." And mm. it took a yeah, mm. I don't know. Yeah. That that makes me think too of of excuse me, uh, accountability relationships 
in the positive sense, like opening. So, so starting with the negative, opening up to somebody else about what you're not good at, what you don't naturally do, but then them actually encouraging you when you do it, uh, when you do a stumbling, terrible version, like, oh man, you showed up to small group two weeks in a row. Way to go. I mean, but really, right? Like, <laughs> um, no, but I mean, it could mm-hmm. be, right? Like, yeah. if that's just a struggle for you, uh, having someone yeah. who knows that is, and that it's not one size fits all, that everyone yeah. has their own weaknesses and limitations, like, so accountability partners like are you encouraging the baby steps too like that's what i long for right like Mm -hmm. well way to go chris you played that song slightly less terribly than last time like i know it sounds patronizing but if that's the thing i'm struggling (laughs) i'll take it you really tuned that guitar today before you (laughs) played (laughs) (laughs) sorry we shouldn't go any further in that that's good yeah Uh, one other thing you said in this section, and I I don't even know how it ties in mostly, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I found it a little comical. Uh-huh. You Uh-oh. said, uh, it was a Dallas Willard quote. You said, oh, Hur- yeah. hurry is the enemy of a spiritual life, mm. yeah. which is it's great. Mm-hmm. I just found it comical that you said it 50 minutes into your sermon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, I can't snap. hear it right now because I was reading the subtitle feed out, you know? <laughs> I was like, I can't hear him right now, but you probably said this so fast. I was probably rushing trying to get through this. He's like, because uh, you had already at that point said like, oh, I forgot to start my timer. Oh, we're really late. I just finished yeah. my first point. And like, yeah. oh man, it's it's this time. <laughs> hurry, oh. hurry, hurry. And so you were like in this big hurry. And then you were like giving this quote where you said, hurry is the enemy mm. of a spiritual life. Uh, so I put in parentheses on my Dallas, notes. He says Dallas. 50 minutes into the sermon. <laughs> so, but that could be taken the other way too. Like you were like, I'm not hurrying the sermon. I took um, 50 minutes, take, dude. Well, he was that, saying it to us. It you was, guys trying to hurry out of here? Yeah, listen yeah. here. It's okay for me to hurry, just <laughs> yeah. not anybody else. It was 50 minutes into your sermon. That was not the end of your sermon. And don't I don't even I, really know what it means. It seemed like it fit. I'm not sure if it's 100% true, but it was a great quote, you know? Uh, I, I want to I wanna push back and say, we yeah. always give you a hard time for going long. I yeah. think it is okay to go long. Mm. Well, thank you. However... <laughs> I think we need to make adjustments when you do go long. Like, yeah. Um, anyways, we like. So when you did the read ahead on Thursday, the preach ahead on Thursday, I knew oh, this is gonna be a long one. <laughs> yeah. And so I think at that point we should have said, let's look at adjusting our songs, or maybe we don't do communion this we week. We just don't or, sing this week. I don't know. Like Chris loves that. I <laughs> sang during communion, so you would have had yeah. to cancel communion. Yeah, you did. So, yeah, I did. It was a happy song too, so mm. we were joking. The worship team was joking about like people jigging down the aisles to, to get to the communion. <laughs> it wasn't quite that happy, but it was a good song. No, yeah, uh, it anyway. was so good though. It was yeah. so good. I know oh, it was long. On. It was. It really. <laughs> you worked really hard at that, and we could tell that there was an improvement from. <laughs> Just kidding. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Or are we gonna be done? Mm. We, we stopped doing "Can't Let It Go," dude. Is that? Oh, we stopped a long time. Can't let it go. No, it just makes it. Bring that it adds like fifteen minutes. Okay. Oh, okay. We can we can contemplate. I can't let can't let it go go. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. It's You've gone. been listening to. Whoa. <laughs> 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 well, thanks for tuning in, whether visually or audiologically. Yeah, look at that. You get waves today if you're watching us. This has been Sunday Recap, a weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast. 
where we talk about life and faith based off of this past Sunday's sermon. For more sermon recordings, for podcasts, as many questions or comments you have, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org.